episode of No BS with Brian and Susan. I'm your co-host Susan Stevens and I'm here with Brian Kluger. Oh, hello Susan. It is uh glad I'm just glad to be here on this episode with you. This special episode of No BS. This is a uh, I mean, I think we have tons to talk about and I feel like if we put this in our regular rotation, we might have been here for 4 hours. Yeah, we had to, we had to do us, we haven't talked about The Bachelor in a bit, and so much has happened that we needed to do a, a Bachelor-only episode, and I'm just going to get straight into it, because let's not waste any time. Let's, let's first start with some of the, the outside drama that's happened out, outside of the episode. Right off the bat, we need to talk about, because not too long ago, we talked about Claire and Dale's breakup, but... While we were freezing our butts off in Texas, Claire and Dale were warm in Florida together, um, and they were seen kissing and holding hands, and from what I read, it turns out Dale begged her to meet him halfway, so whatever, or whatever, they met, met in Miami, and it's apparently they were just seen cozying together and there was very flirty. There was posting Instagram stuff. And I don't know if that means they're back together. It could have been a, Hey, let's just end on better terms. But I, I don't know. I can also see that Claire was like madly in love with him. And I would hate if he manipulated the situation because he got so much backlash for the breakup and he doesn't want to ruin that chance of him being the next Ryan Seacrest. So I don't know. What do you think, Brian? I think that them being seen together in the warm, uh, the the warm Florida state is, you know, who knows what to think nowadays? Like they're on again, they're off again. It's like lost. They're on the island. They're off the island. It's, you know, we all thought that it wasn't going to work out. And of course it didn't work out, but then it, and then I guess they were living together and then now they broke up, we talked about, and now they're seen back together and they're kissing. So do you think, like, I'm trying to see, like, how the angle, because it seems like she's clearly head over heels for him, and he just, he doesn't want that yet, but maybe he's drawn to her some way, so maybe he's like, let's take it slow. Or maybe he's just like, maybe she still likes me, I'm going to string her along and get a little bit of action here and there. I don't know. Or maybe they're trying to do their own reality show. Like that could be very well true too, right? Yeah, I don't buy it. I think the way he broke up with her, the way that he was able, he already removed that post. But the fact that he put a post that they already like ended things when she was thinking that they were just temporary, like working things out. I think he's ready to quit. I don't think he's going to be able to give her what she wants, which is uh, essentially she wants a, she wants to get married tomorrow. She wants kids tomorrow. And I think he's way far from that. On top of the fact that he lives in New York and she lives in Sacramento, he doesn't want, I, I will be shocked if he would move for her. So I think this is a strategic plan of his to, um, to save face. Uh, but that's me. Maybe I'm being cynical. I, I don't know. Pessimistic. I really hope she thinks twice before. If he if he marries her it, within the year, fine. I'll say he proved me wrong and he's he's a better person than I thought. But I just don't think that's going to happen. Yeah, I don't think that's going to happen either. I think it's... <laughs> <laughs> I, I feel like, I mean, it might also, it might almost deserve its own reality show, but like, who cares? Like, I just don't like these two people at all. Why would I want to see them? Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, when I saw it, like part of me is just like at this point, whatever. Um, I felt bad for her at first. And now I'm like, look, if you get back with him, we'll see. No one's going to feel as bad if y'all break up again. But uh, I guess we'll just watch that one pl play out. It was a pretty hot topic that first week, but it's kind of quiet right now, especially because of all the other Bachelor drama, which we have to get into. Okay, 
for everyone knows about this, the infamous Chris Harrison and Rachel Lindsay in interview on Extra. Um, let's let's start with that. Let's just go there. What were your thoughts of this interview? So, you know, you <laughs> Chris Harrison is a pro. However, there's time to there's a time to uh, kind of say what you're feeling and then a time to kind of like be corporate about it. And I mean, this was an extra interview, like for, for like the TV show extra, which, you know, is like a tabloid type of show. And what the subject matter could have been easily stated by Chris Harrison, if they were asking him about this so easily in the course of one or two sentences, but he couldn't do it. Like he had to uh, do something different. He had to, he had to put his foot in his mouth and keep digging the hole. And it was just kind of awkward. And, you know, and I'm the first to say, like, I don't like cancel culture. I don't, you know, like that whole bit that people seem to be going through on social media and stuff. But I think there is a point in time where you say, Hey, look, this thing is wrong. This thing is bad. It's up to Matt to decide if she, what she did was wrong and has this person grown as a person and learned from her mistakes. And that's all you kind of have to say. That was not what happened. <laughs> and, <No. laughs> and so in that regard, saying that, is that something for somebody who's hosted the show for 20 years who's always had kind of a good clean record to be canceled, to lose their job, to, you know, stuff like that, to be hated on for so much. That's where, I mean, that's where we are at, at society with a lot of things, which I think is kind of terrible, but um, I don't know. What about you? What did, what did you think? I mean, I agree with you a lot on that. I, I wish so badly when I watched that interview, I was like, God, Chris, cause I like Chris Harrison and I, and I, I really thought he would go in there and he would just be like Rachel Kirkinell, um, she the her past actions we at ABC do not support, but we just we want to let her speak on her own behalf, but we do not uh, approve of that and we are like anti-racist. Whatever you need to say and it's done. But the fact that he chose to keep talking and just complain about woke people and I think the thing that really put the nail in the coffin was saying whenever Rachel Lindsay actually said, it's not a good look that she went to this party. He's like, well, Rachel, is it not a good look in 2018 or is it not a good look in 2021? And it's like, Chris, is, it's not a good look ever. Right. Which is funny. I mean, like you can say something like that. Was it? I mean, because like the picture in question was them dressed, you know, like they were on a plantation back in the, you know, slavery days mm -hmm. and the university told them not to do it they did it anyway you know unsanctioned and it's you know and the, it, i mean it's almost comical when he said is it a good look in 2018 which is only like two years a, ago a few weeks ago it's yeah. not like it's like was it a good look in 1600 or was it a good look now right you know but like 2018 i'm like holy shit no it's not because like that what like if that's your answer if that's what you're going for clearly you know I'm a firm believer, you know, in a lot of actors or actresses really don't know how to handle themselves when they don't have written words in front of them, when they have not practiced and they don't have a script. Chris Harrison might be that person. Mm -hmm. Like he might be one of those where yeah. he's so pro overly produced. He knows what to do. He's done it for 20 years. But when you get him on a show talking about something and he doesn't have like his producers or people telling him what to say, I mean, they just go off. They don't know what to say. So when he says something like that, I got to believe Chris is smart, but he didn't come off smart yeah. in that. And because it's comical, you know, like it's so 2018. It yeah, it is. <laughs> and has that, he that's talked what about really it? Stumped me. Has he talked about it recently? Um, no, he's pretty much just hidden. He's done two statements. He first did one initial apology, which 
was like not a great apology and nothing happened. And then the backlash happened where all of Bachelor Nation was backing Rachel and they were like, this is terrible. Even Rachel Kirkinell was like, I stand with Rachel Lindsay and my actions. She's actually handled herself really well, I think, because she hasn't. She said what I did was wrong. There's no excuse. I, even being naive, there's no excuse. Educating myself. All this, she's even been saying like, people stop telling me that what I did was okay. It is not your apology to accept all this stuff. So honestly, I think that Chris Harrison, he just, he really messed up and, you know, they had to do damage control. I, I'm with you. I don't agree. I, I don't like cancel culture to the point where anything done wrong, you have to get canceled. I don't think that's fair because shouldn't we, we should have room for people to forgive and grow. I, I don't think it's especially, you know, there are things that's like from years ago, that's like, all right, well, how are you changing? And even Rachel Lindsay has said, she does not think Chris Harrison should be fired. Him stepping down temporarily, I think that's fine. But maybe the guy should, he needs to be proactive and show that he knows why that interview was bad. He understands that he made a mistake and he needs to be proving to uh, everybody that he's not like racist and stuff. Like basically I don't mind, like let's, let's learn to forgive people and not just be like the minute they do something wrong. It's like, I mean, obviously there's different exceptions, right? Like we're not comparing him to a rapist or a murderer, but like there's there, I feel like somewhere along the line, we stopped, like, everything just became black or white, and there was no, like, in the middle and room for forgiveness. And I, I think we need to be able to, like, take a step back and, like, reevaluate and allow someone to apologize and show that they can change. Now, if he doesn't do that, and he just backs away and quits, like, fully, okay, that's on him. But, and also, the whole thing that people are saying, like, Rachel Lindsay is the reason that he lost his job. He didn't lose his job. He's temporarily uh, taking a step down. Rachel Lindsay has no control of his job. That is ABC and Chris Harrison's decision. And I think it's disgusting that Rachel Lindsay had to remove or deactivate her Instagram because of all the hate and death threats and racist messages that she's been getting. I I honestly really feel for her. Right. It's, uh, I mean, see, I mean, you just go to prove it. Like it's just, there's a cancel culture of both sides and it's just like, what can somebody do? What, what, you know, (laughs) you're going to piss off somebody, you know? So no matter what you do, so it's, you know, social media is pretty bad, but it also can be pretty decent. Um, But I would say mostly bad (laughs) instances like this. And it's just, I I don't get honestly. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Right. No, no. I would just say, I agree with you. I actually really hate social media these days. Truthfully. I think it's turned, it's part of a reason it's a big part of the reason why this country is divided and it's turned into like, in some ways I almost think, I know it's, it it sucks that like, you know, it's not all of us who are doing wrong things with it, but I almost think that we don't, we don't deserve social media anymore. Like we should, they should get rid of it. Like Facebook should deactivate everybody and Instagram should too. And it shouldn't be a thing because it is making things worse for this country. I'm not just talking about the bachelor. I'm talking like, politics everything it's it's really disgusting to see the things that are posted just the comments i read that people can say it's i'm shocked yeah i i agree with you (laughs) i do agree with you so yeah that was the, the chris harrison so I was actually surprised to see him on this uh, this episode because I thought it wasn't going to happen, but I guess, I don't know, like, is he stepping down for what? What is he stepping down from? So the Women Tell All was pre-recorded before okay. his interview with Rachel Lindsay. So that, that, was, that was just pre-recorded. He won't be doing the after the final rose. So once Matt makes his pick and they'll bring in the, the final three women and talk that all out, and he obviously will not be handling the Rachel Kirkinell drama. Um... And they've, re- they've already got a replacement for him. It's actually a formal, it's a former football player from UT Austin, Emmanuel Acho. Apparently he's a really good speaker about race and stuff like that. So we'll see how he does. Uh, but it's, but we don't know where Chris Harrison goes from this, like what's going to happen as far as if he'll come back. Like, I doubt he'll come back to, to Bachelorette right away. Cause that's what they'll film next. So I don't know when he'll like, so how do you think the franchise should handle Chris Harrison? I mean, it's i mean i just depends like i feel like if he's going to say he should 
come out and say the right thing first. And if he can't, I guess he has to go. But if he can, like, if he still wants to be the host, you know, for the 25th year, let him be it. If not, get somebody in there to change it up because it's, I mean, I've all, this is the first bachelor season I've ever watched. And then the, this last season of the bachelorette was the first bachelorette season I've watched, but watching just those two, it seems like everything is canned. It's overly produced. I feel like it's just the same shit, no matter what. Uh, so maybe changing it up is a good thing. Uh, but if this is his way to go out, that's kind of sad, <laughs> but it's ultimately on him though. Right. Yeah, I mean it's it's on him on how he's going to handle it. You're right. If he's if he steps out there and is trying to show change and growth and he's doing it and he wants to keep in the franchise, then yeah, come back. If he's like, "All right, I'm done. I there's no coming back from this." All right. That's no big deal. I think he can. I don't think he did so much that he can't come back, but He's got, like I said, he's got to prove some sort of change. You can't just disappear and then come back like you were in a timeout. So, yeah, yeah. I, don't know. I hear you. But, um, well, moving on, I mean, getting into the actual season and what we see on air, last night was the Women Tell All. Brian, this was your first Women Tell All, and it is Wow. Why don't you, why don't you tell me your thoughts of your first Women Tell All? Because it's definitely more drama than the Men Tell All. Right. Because, you know, we've talked on this, you know, on our bachelor bachelorette segment before how perhaps if I personally was in the group of, you know, suitors, potential suitors, how I would be like jolly and happy to see more guys, you know, to make friends and stuff like that. That's kind of like not the case, like the complete opposite with this season uh people were just super angry and let their you know their villain flag fly really high so to have everybody or a lot of the women come on and you know kind of talk about that was really interesting and super awkward which i feel like was the point and uh i just you know i felt bad for some felt like man some people haven't changed but you know i you know in Chris having to like, you know, Chris Harrison having to kind of navigate this whole entire, uh, this whole entire episode was, had to be kind of difficult, but hopefully they all had drinks and were all under the influence, but it seemed like a couple of them genuinely were upset on their, about their actions and really tried to apologize where a couple of them were just still in delusions of grandeur of what happened. Uh, so yeah, it seems like people were still salty and some people kind of accepted it and moved on, which was pretty funny to me. Yeah, I was really disappointed in a lot of the women last night. I was very shocked because I thought the Mean Girl crew would have been a little bit more remorseful uh, outside of Anna, who at least, you know, didn't have an excuse, just was like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I don't know if it was genuine, but at least she did it. Uh, I was really shocked by a lot of people who just, it seemed like Victoria or like Victoria obviously is not sorry. She, the fact that she could tell that Ryan girl, like, do you think you're just sensitive because I called you a hoe? Um, because I've been called things like good for you, Victoria, that you can handle the cyber bullying really well and brush it off. But it is really unfair to, uh, judge someone who like would be upset by the rude words you said to them. But um, on top of that, I, but outside of that, Katie actually got more heat from the women than Victoria did. And it made me think if these mean girls decided like, oh, there's more of us, maybe we should band together here and be like, you know what? It's Katie's fault. None of us said there was any bullying. Like, I just was disgusted by that. They just flipped the switch on her and was like, you're the one. There was no there was no bullying until you said there was like there's no tox uh, toxicity until you said it was toxic. Like what? Well, that was one of the elements, you know, that Well, first off, these crazy people, that's what they do. They flip it and try to blame others mm -hmm. and then they want to make it all about themselves. Hence, Victoria making 
you know, woe is me, poor me, instead of actually dealing, dealing with somebody, but then turning it around negatively to somebody else. That's what the Mean Girls did to Katie um, in this episode. I mean, I'm, I'm not, not surprised that happened. The funniest yeah. thing I thought that I really laughed out loud about was Chelsea. Mm. Because she turned on Katie yeah. and said, why did you have to bring something up? Why did you do this? And I laughed out loud at that because that perfectly describes Chelsea mm-hmm. because she did jack shit in this whole, uh, this whole series, this whole season. Like she never made a move. She never was bold. She never did anything other than sit there, smile and talk about others. And for her to tell Katie, like, why did you want to create drama when she herself did nothing but sit there? I thought that was really funny and uh, indicative of her character. Like, she just, I mean, she's kind of just like a pillow. She just laid there and did nothing. (laughs) (laughs) Right? Like, am I wrong there? I watched this. No, no, no. I I don't necessarily, I don't know about a pillow necessarily, but I will say, I'm, I was very disappointed in her because she was one that I, I could not believe she did that because how she couldn't look back and watch that and then be able to flip the switch on Katie like that. I, I don't understand. Like, I thought she was a kinder person than that. Or I, I don't know, like it really bothered me because I liked Chelsea in the beginning. And after that, I was like, but like there was, mm, like, but the whole, why would you? Yeah. Cause you don't want to create the drama. You don't want to bring it, but then there comes a point much like you know the president the the former president trump like yes you can say what well okay let you know ignore this but like there comes a time when you're dealing with such horribleness or nazis or whatever that you have to come up and say something and i'm not comparing this yeah. to any of that however there was mm-hmm. such hatred and meanness going on in this show that luckily katie you know as an adult went to another adult and said, like, look, there is some really bad stuff going on. Like if it was playful and banter and stuff, but like, it was like some legit, Yeah, this could ruin somebody's life on national TV. She didn't name names. Mm -hmm. She just said, this has to be addressed. And that was the right way to go about it. And for these women to kind of attack her for that, I could not believe it. And I thought Chelsea saying, I just can't believe you brought it up. I was like, of course she would say that yeah. because she brought nothing up in the show. She did nothing in the show. She was a pillow on a couch who never took any chances, who never wanted to be a part of it. So I thought that was the funniest element to me, you know, minus scene. MJ and Victoria just dig themselves further into a hole. Um, I just, you know, that element to me was so funny because of course her personality would say something like that, even because Katie just seems like the coolest person in the world. (laughs) She she does seem cool. And I was definitely on Katie's side uh, last night when I just, I just couldn't believe that. I guess it just pissed me off because I feel like people were mad that maybe she's, and I, I think part of it is jealousy because she is getting all this love, like way to go Katie. And they're like, cause I, I've listened to other podcasts and people do, they'll bring up how awesome Katie is. And they'll be like, I mean, Katie's not the only one who did anything. Katie's not that great. And like, and I just feel like people exactly. She handled the way Katie handled the drama too. the way she went to Matt and just said she didn't name names. And it, it was serious. I mean, a girl was being called an escort. That wasn't one. And it could ruin her life that she's going to, that's good. It is sad when Brittany said, when you Google my name, that's like the first 25 things that pop up uh, is in the searches. Anna ruined her life. She ruined her. So, and I, I was, I was just really mad at these women. Like the only women that didn't piss me off last night were uh, Katie, Abigail, Ryan, and Brittany. I think those were the only, uh, Serena P was fine. Serena P was fine. Um, and then, yeah, she was good. She was good. But other than that, everybody, oh, I guess I shouldn't count, discount Maggie if she was there. Maggie didn't speak, but I hear Maggie is a super sweetheart. So I'm sure she was fine too. But I just was so disappointed how the women turned on Katie and it's almost like, like Victoria, like I, I could not believe people didn't just jump on Victoria. That's what I was shocked about. Well, you know, it's interesting you say that because, you know, how we had um, 
Jose on for uh, the 12 Dates of Christmas and they filmed for, you know, many hours. It was like an all day thing, but they only had, you know, an hour and a half or what episode. So they might have tons of that happening that we just don't see, you know, like they showed us like there was like three crazy dates that they never showed us, you know? So I, I'm willing to bet people did come down on Victoria, but it, but you know, being the bachelor, it did kind of look like even more people were on Victoria's side, which didn't make sense. And then when even, you know, Matt comes out, you know, looking like, you know, Bushwick Bill, <laughs> the full like Grizzly Adams beard. Oh yeah. And so, oh, and like God. he's, you know, he's talking, I mean, he's, you know, very and very polite. However, like he still says he sees something in Victoria. Like there's something about Victoria that he really likes that that's not the real her. And I'm like, how? Because what we're seeing is delusions of grandeur and like only in it for herself type of person. Yeah. So she's a narcissist. She is an absolute narcissist. So I'm curious on what he, on what like he thinks about her, but also, you know, it's so awkward because we don't know how this ends uh, kind of thing. So, you know, where, who's he going to end up with? Is he not going to end up with anybody? Is he still have feelings for some of the people in the room or I, I, I don't know. And I still don't understand his infatuation with Serena P at all. Like, I don't get it. You, you don't, you're not, you don't understand like why she left. No, I don't understand his infatuation with her. Like, clearly, she didn't like him, and he likes her, and, like, why keep her around? Like, like she would have been gone the instant she was awkward in that, that, um, that date that, uh... Tantric yoga? The tantric yoga, even though that's a weird date to do, like, that would be something I wouldn't do on, like, a, like, a first or second date, but, like... She like her saying like she doesn't like affection. She's like you know, I was like man. Clearly Matt wants affection all the time. This is not going to work out. But like somehow something about her. And I was like, why is he keeping her around? Somebody else could have been in this position. So and then for her to break up with him was so funny to me because he was like so let down and upset about it. I'm like, dude, writing's on the wall. Did you not notice this? That was legit. That episode, whenever the tantric yoga, um, that was when I noticed. I was like, she does not like him. Even yes, I would not be crazy about the day, that date, and I would be probably awkward and laughing. But the whole like no affection, all that stuff, truthfully. Like the, she looked miserable and I was like, I'm sorry. She just is not that into you. She's not into you. And it really comes down to that. And I, I, yes, she's a beautiful girl, but I couldn't, I think he likes the chase. I think he, he seems to like that really like the younger women. I think he likes younger and I think he likes, cause he was really into kit too. I think right. he really and liked I didn't kit. get that either. And I, don't, I, I think that, that he, yeah, me neither. Me neither. So I feel like he likes this like younger fun. I think he like a child, like not in like a creepy way, but he likes that. Like maybe he's an inner, you know, some of us have like, or a child at heart. So he's attracted to the younger free spirit, like bubbly people. And which is, there's nothing wrong with that, but if they're not into you, then you know, move on. Like I, Serena P is, and she does not like him. Like he likes her, but she does not like him. And, uh, but I will say one thing, this women tell all, tell all, they showed so many deleted scenes more than I've ever seen in a bachelor, like in any kind of women tell all or men tell all that proved to me the show chose to show drama. And that was all the personality that we missed. We missed so many, like, Moments with Abigail, Brie, uh, even Victoria, like all these people, like who were when they were just being fun and cool, because they the show chose to show like people being called escort and bitches, like that. That's really what it comes down to. Like, yeah, because it's really you sad. A, you bring up a good point. ABC could have chosen not to air that type of stuff, and they did because they wanted ratings and their stupid, you know, promos. They could have chosen not to air that. And the fact that they did was really shitty. 
Yeah. And we got teased with seeing what really was going on. And I was like, man, I would have loved to actually see this like fun side of the women because the biggest thing we're lacking this season, more so than any season, is connection with the women. By the top four, top three, you feel like you know these women. And though I feel like his Matt's top three women are perfectly nice people, and I, I do really like Brie and Michelle, I don't know them as well as I should by now. And it's because, and I don't fault that on Matt, it's because the show has chosen not to air what we would normally see. And it's just, it's really disappointing because I feel like it's a waste. Like Matt seems like a good guy and he didn't get a well-edited season at all. And it's overshadowed by the drama of Chris Harrison and the Mean Girls and Rachel Kirkinell's past. So it's like, he, this is not going to be a fond memory (laughs) No, for sure. I, and I'm curious on how they'll go forward with this type of with, with this type of thing because I mean, it, yeah, there's drama, there's confliction. No telling how the producers, how much they stepped in to create this fabricated story of what's happening. But I mean, I don't. I didn't want to see this this much craziness like I'm there to see kind of like people fall in love and you know I mean there there's definitely going to be jealousy and heartbreak but man there was some pretty bad stuff and I would much rather see like when new girls kind of come in surprisingly and everybody like yeah let's get drunk type of thing and have a good time not really be horrible to somebody like that's not I don't want to see that yeah and normally they are a lot kinder I past seasons i've seen maybe one or two girls that the whole house because they're obviously the mean girl is against a little bit and at the same time by the time they come to the women tell all it's like one person stands out that they weren't crazy about and it's there's still this like love but there was no love here not with the women not with matt and the women and it's just just in comparison because you did watch last season with taisha do you see like night and day like that was love we got to see so many connections that taisha had right and I, I, the, I, so many connections with the, with her and with Tasha and like five other of the guys. However, in this season, I just feel like everybody is a wet noodle. Everybody just a personality of a dead moth. Like there's not any excitement in any of them. Even Matt, like even though he's playful and he likes to do fun things, it's just like Katie, I think was like legitimately an entertaining and genuine person where it seems like everybody's kind of not <laughs> on the show, but her. Um, and I don't know why that is, but I just I was like, man, why am I watching these boring people do these things? Well, and and I think that's because of how the show chose to edit it. They, they saw something when Katie was the only one who was able to speak up to the mean girls. They're like, Oh, she's our hero. So we'll show more of her as a cool person because that that's the edit we're doing. We're going with this storyline. But I mean, as you saw in the deleted scenes, there was so much we missed with Abigail. Like she's a great example, just like fun moments with him and Abigail. Um, the, the scene with the bugs, like, or uh, the hide and go seek scene. I mean, all these things, they're not, they weren't showing that to us to show the person like these women have personality. They just didn't show it. So yeah, they do all look like wet noodles, like you said, because why ABC hasn't shown us their personality. Even Matt, who's a fun guy. It's, we haven't even seen the depth that Matt has. And I'm sure the guy's a deep guy. He just, we haven't seen it. He's just, just thank you for sharing that. Like, that's it. It's all this Right. Show. Yeah, no, I, I wish there would be more. And it seemed, it seemed like there would be because that show is awfully long. Every episode's two hours. So mm-hmm. I feel like there would be, but like, again, they have like a formula, you know, and even, in such a short time I've been watching, mm-hmm. I know this formula. I know what to expect now. And hopefully they change it. Yeah, up. I think they're going to learn from this. I, I, My worry is that they thought last season, which people love last season, but they were like, there was no drama really. After Clarendale left, it was all like smooth sailing pretty much. And they're like, we got to get the drama back. So they kicked it into high gear. And but I, but was, I disagree. But I think there was tons oh. of drama. There was like, you know... I can't remember his name, like the, the like really wealthy guy and like the guy he didn't like that he gave socks to. 
you know, there, there was that Senate. drama. Yeah, there was that drama. And then there was the guy that she really liked, but like didn't understand that he liked her. So he got sent home, but then he showed back up. Like there's drama in places, Uh-oh. you know, it's just, that's a good type of drama. However, this one was a very yeah. sinister, mean type of angle. And I mean, mm-hmm. that's not what anybody really wants. Right. The drama in Tasha's season, there was, but it was very, like, it was more adult. It was more, like, it was watchable and fun. This one is, like, I can't, we went through four years of a bully as our leader. I don't want to see a bunch of who, what I believe are smart, beautiful women tearing each other down. I don't want to see that because now you're making me, like, more angry at you. And I'm, that's terrible and I I thought you'd bring come to this women tell all and have redemption and also the one thing I have to complain about the women tell all and I know that Heather was there so they must have not showed it none of these women got called out for their mistreatment to Heather that poor thing which one was Heather Heather was the blonde who came in very last minute to meet Matt and they were all like you're late yeah so they treated her so horrifically and I was like good god people just like i mean if, if i was in that if i was in that that uh if i, I was part of that and i was seeing mm-hmm. somebody come in you know i'd still be like oh hey how are you but like knowing in deep in my mind i have a good relationship with matt what do i have to worry about like clearly he's not going, going to, to pick her over me or something like that but like they were like like verbally verbally abusive to her and i can't believe they didn't bring it up (laughs) i wonder if they didn't bring it up because it was too like they i don't know maybe they did bring it up and they just didn't show us but oh my goodness i i think it wasn't shown because heather was there there was a photo of her or video like she was apparently there and i guess they just didn't show it but i think it should have been called out because the things they were so appalling. Like Serena C literally when Heather was crying, she apologized. And Serena C even told her, okay, can you go cry, go to the interview and cry? I don't want to hear your tears. Yeah. And I, I just couldn't believe that, that she, th- these women just were so Piper. She was so mean to her. Piper was like, you owe me an apology. And I don't even like go home, go home. It's like, Piper, you had a rose that night. Why are you freaking out? Yeah, right, right. Yeah, you had a rose. Like I was like, I got my rose. Enjoy. Best of luck. Yeah, it 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 was really that that was like the cherry on top of the mean girl thing, and it just showed. And I, that's why I shouldn't be surprised by the women tell all because if they didn't learn anything after like in that because that Heather incident showed they didn't learn anything from the new girls coming in. So why would they learn anything when it came to women tell all? Right. No, they didn't. They didn't. <laughs> which is right. very unfortunate and i don't know if that's they're bringing up or if that's just them sticking to their guns i don't know but it's definitely not a good look no no and as far as well okay so out of the top three well okay before we get into top three just in general who's been your favorite women of the season so before we get to top three um katie michelle and brie okay okay good women good women you don't like abigail Oh, I really like Abigail. I guess, yeah, Abigail. Yeah. Forgot. Forgot about okay. Abigail. I would say those four are my favorite women as well. They're the best ones. Um, I think he's, uh, I think that he's got, a, like, I think he's picking Rachel. I think his, I think that's the reason why there's been the drama. I think he's only told her, like, essentially, like, agreeing he he loves her back. And the fact that he brought up to her that he didn't ask her dad for permission, but like he would like call and stuff. I think it's very telling that he's probably going to end up picking her, but I don't know if they're still together. Probably not. Yeah. I'm curious to see on like the fallout of what came out and what happened. But again, like if she's at college in 2018, Jesus, she's so young. So she's, she's 24. So I guess 22, she was in college. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. I mean, that's, I mean, she's just, uh, yeah. that's pretty young. And yeah, I don't see them being together. I mean, it seems like he's not interested in anybody other than, you know, hooking up or kissing or something like that. It didn't seem like he was ready to 
actually tie the knot. Right. I agree with you. I think that was something I did notice. I don't think he's ready to, um, to get married as much as he thinks he is. That is the the one thing I've noticed. I think he's been really sweet to the girls, but ultimately he hasn't showed based on what he's been attracted to, which is the younger fun, maybe women who aren't as into him versus like you look at Michelle and Brie, these women have their lives together. They know what they want. They're mature. That's the women that you wife up. And I don't know if he's attracted to that right now, only because he's not ready to actually settle down. And that's yeah. why he's attracted to the more like to the, Hey, we can just have fun. Cause I'm actually not really ready to get married. No, I so, think, I think Michelle uh, is, the, I would, Michelle is the best option. I like, I, I like her a lot. I, I would pick her if Katie was out of the picture, but Michelle would be, <laughs> Michelle would be it. Like, I think that would be the wise choice, but it does. Yeah. He, he's, not on that wavelength. He seemed, he, like you said, I think he seems like a goofy kid who still wants to mess around. Yeah. Uh, Michelle is his best choice. Michelle is the, that honestly is his other half. Like, I'm like, why wouldn't you already wife her? Like lock it down, <laughs> finish that off. But I mean, I, I think Bree's really cool. I think she's more mature for her age. Uh, we'll see how it goes when she leaves. She could be bachelorette material. Um, but I don't know. Uh, I, yeah, I would, I, if I were to pick someone for him right now, personally, I would pick Michelle for him. I, I'm, I'm glad you uh, pick Michelle too. We're on the same wavelength. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I guess uh, wrapping up on this bachelor talk, uh, we've talked about our favorite women. I think the, the final thing is um, hopefully uh, we do not have another season like this, first of all, but Let's hope that we get a much better next Bachelorette season. Who do you want to see as Bachelorette? I mean, is it obvious? Yeah. Katie? For you, yes. Katie. Because she has a good head on her shoulders. She knows what she wants. She's funny as hell. She knows how to have a, you know, a good time in the fact. But I think she's also like deep and smart and just knows what's good in life. Like, and all elements. And I think she would be a good a- asset and role model to people, to younger viewers on how to act. I think she really showed that in this season and that would be the one um, because like, if they pick somebody else like Matt, um, it's just kind of like, Oh my God, there's no personality here. At least we don't see it. Cause like with, Claire, batshit crazy. With Tasha, just she was super friendly and nice and amazing, knew what she wanted. She had fun, charming, all of that. So somebody like that. But I think to like elevate it a little bit, Katie, like, I mean, yes, I would like to see Abigail in there, but I don't know if Abigail, I don't know if she could go through with it because all, I mean, eventually, you know, you have to find somebody who's, can handle 30 people. And I think the one person to do that would be Katie. So. Yeah. You bring up, that is my one concern. I, I, I feel like I, I'm, um, I would love to see Abigail. I really would. I think there's, you know, with the fact that she's deaf and just, I think she's an inspiration to a lot of women. I think that they are always talking about representation and diversity. And to me, that's not just black and white. That's, you know, different races, different, uh, whatever bodies, sizes, every, anything. And so I think it'd be a great, um, something different. And obviously she's already like been super inspiring to a lot of women, but that is my only concern is she seems super sweet. And there is a point in this show where you have to buckle down and handle tough situations. There's going to be drama and you need to be able to be like Tasha, where she was that bubbly fun light, but she also knew how to be like serious and be like, uh, uh-uh, I'm not putting up with that, you know, like move on. So I have no doubt Katie can handle herself. You're right. She would handle it. She'd be a pro at the role. She'd be a pro. 
um, there's just a part of me that's just like, oh, it'd be really cool to see Abigail, especially, especially because Abigail got so screwed this season. She didn't even get a one-on-one. Yeah, no, she didn't get the one-on-one. She got the first impression, but yeah, she got the, she didn't get a one-on-one. And it was just like, I think the most heartbreaking line of the season was, I'm the girl that guys find out who they want to be with, but it's never me. They move on. And I'm like, oh God, that's truly heartbreaking. Um, So yeah, it could be her, but I'm really hoping it's Katie because I think she has you know, she has what it takes to do it. And that would be super fun, you know? And then, you know, going into that, if that's actually the case, when all the guys meet her on the first night, it, them knowing who she is, how much fun they're going to have with that. Or I don't know. I don't know how that would be. I mean, and then part of me is like, uh, I mean, really, what would it be like if Victoria was the Bachelorette? And like, how long would that last? You know, like, would that be a week and everybody just walk out, you know, on set from her? <laughs> like, as like a funny thing? That's disgusting to think about. I'm sorry. I would be livid. No, no, for sure. It would never happen. But like, if part Victoria, of- I mean, she would never be, but she would be the worst. She would. Oh, what? No, no, I. I part of you is like in, the, in an alternate reality there has to be something hilariously wrong with victoria being the bachelorette and then everybody on the first week or two weeks just realizing how horrible she is and then just everybody walks out <laughs> yeah and then her saying to the camera they're all wrong i'm perfect <laughs> They're all losers. I'm the best. So, uh, but no, I, I mean, I. It would be funny for an hour, I think, but just to see that ha- that particular thing happen. But Katie, for me, how about you? Well, I honestly, I would really love to see Abigail if if she could handle. If she thinks she's uh, feisty enough to handle the the guys when there is going to be drama, because there will be, there's going to be a moment where she's going to be like, she's going to need to be like putting people in check. And just like how Matt had to handle the mean girls, that's probably going to happen. And, but I do think if she could handle that, like, my God, she'd be, she'd be such an, it's, she'd be this inspiration. And I can't, I can't, I, I would, I love picturing her, in that role. So she's probably my number one pick. I still am a Brie fan just because I feel like Brie has not gotten enough airtime and anything they've showed of Brie. She seems super chill and cool. Like she just seems so, she actually just seems like a cool girl. Um, but I'm okay. If Brie just goes to paradise too, I'm okay with that. Uh, Katie, I do like Katie, but I guess part of me wants, I still am on this diversity like track so something that's why i root for abigail uh but actually those four like uh and michelle because if he doesn't pick michelle she could be a really strong contender for for bachelorette like how would you feel feel if they pick michelle i like michelle so i'm good with that too hopefully she's like i said like or like you said they have not shown like a lot of personality this season so i would hope that she's a lot of fun and interesting to watch because that's the end game there is this guy's gonna be entertaining so i saw that in katie i don't see that in michelle although i like michelle a lot well they've showed michelle like do the uh at the end do you watch the end things the stingers at the end yes yes she like what is that thing she did like a push-up before she drank her champagne yeah yeah and like i don't know when she was biking with matt like she kind of shows like a fun side at least they've teased it to us but they could they could have already picked it i i from what i have read and seen katie's the front runner for the choice so it could be her it would be awesome it would be awesome i hope so i hope so yeah so what's what's next on that what what do we get for the next episodes what's coming i don't know so coming up, uh, which is just two more weeks, uh, next is Fantasy Suite. So um, which you're seeing it a little bit more like uh, exciting now that it's not at that like La Quinta that was uh, <laughs> run down. This is going to be a 
sign. Uh, overnight sweets, which, um, I mean, I'm assuming the that's what I'm really curious about. This overnight sweets is typically the night where the lead is allowed to sleep with all three people. <laughs> it's kind of that's the joke. It's like, okay, you can have it, but. I'm really interested to see how Matt is going to handle it because he, you know, going into night one, starting out with the prayer, I would be very (laughs) surprised if Matt sleeps with all three women. That would be very different than what he is preaching. Not that there's anything wrong with them sleeping with all of them, that to each their own, but the, what he's been saying would be a little different because there was, Sean Lowe, the bachelor, the only bachelor who from Dallas, who's with his pick, the only one and married with three kids. He didn't sleep with any of the women on his uh, fantasy suites. He, he actually didn't sleep with his pick, his wife until marriage. So I'm really curious how Matt is going to be. I'm curious too. I am very curious. Um, yeah. Oh, but yeah, they, so it's, it's that. And then after that, it's, he'll drop down one. So who, who do you think he's knocking out? Who's, who's his third place leaving? So we have, uh, Rachel, we have Michelle and we have Brie, right? Yes. I think he's getting rid of Brie. I agree. I think he's getting rid of Brie. And it's going to be, the, uh, Michelle or Rachel. Yes. And so then they'll do the, the final night, which what they do is the women, the final two women will meet his parents and they'll give input. And then he makes his final decision. He proposes or not proposes. We've had that. We've had people just say, I pick you. I'm not giving you a ring uh, or whatever. And then it's after the final rose with not Chris Harrison It'll be Emmanuel Acho. I, I hope I'm not butchering his name. And I'm really excited for that because that's probably the part that I'm most excited about. I really, at this point, I want to see uh, them have the tough conversations and we'll see if the couple is still together and, and they'll announce the bachelorette and bye to this season. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. And, then, and then and then they'll show the the trailer for the next one and they'll be like in two weeks another uh, one uh, they they haven't filmed it yet so oh they um, we get a while yeah so it will be a while there'll be a break you you only got two more weeks of bachelor and there'll be a, a nice little break there i actually don't mind a break this has been way too exhausting i am good for um until bachelor at which they're starting production in March. So they'll, they'll, I'm sure, announce right away and start it and then probably air in May, I would okay. imagine. Okay. We'll see. Yeah. Oh my. Oh, my. So much to happen in two right. weeks. Exactly. Well, that was fun. Our, our yeah. special edition of the bachelor on no bs with brian and susan subscribe like us comment my uh it's it's uh what what, what podcast are we on the multimedia men podcast network <laughs> itunes spotify our heart radio amazon google stitcher radio um yeah all of the good things susan can be found everywhere literally yeah. <laughs> at this chicks flicks on twitter uh s coming up 13 on instagram uh yeah this chicks you you can find both of us heck yeah and i'm brian kluger just type my name into google and you'll see all the crazy stuff uh like and subscribe listen we love you bachelor love nation you. <laughs> yeah here's to the next two weeks